Gary Eugene Stoller. Laura Madeline Day. Here we are. How are you? In sports, doing good. I feel like we have so many things to talk about, um, which is surprising when sports belated are... Agreed. Are... Sorry to interrupt. Belated happy Easter. Today is Easter Monday, so not our normal Sunday broadcast. True. We bumped it for all of you people, so you wouldn't be distracted by our podcast running straight for it and miss out on Easter. We, uh, we were being thoughtful. We wanted and... to make sure we didn't uh, distract our viewers. Thoughtful of those who celebrate Easter, of course. Our followers come from all faiths and belief systems, don't they? They do. There's so many of them. They uh, mm-hmm. run the gamut. Um, so let's get started with, um, you know, celebrities and, and sports people and everybody are trying to do a lot to raise money. And um, one of the first and most interesting things that we saw was a celebrity poker game. Yeah, now, did Ben Affleck, he's getting the most credit for pulling it together. Is that true? Is he the one that that sort of spearheaded this? I guess you have to wonder. I mean, I think that's what they say when you read about it, but, like, who knows? Um, <laughs> I don't know if he did it or, I mean, what do you, uh, I to think... set it up, you just set up the, the online platform for it, I guess? Yeah, and I th- I think he was the impetus behind it, and and that's how, you know, he got Matt Damon and... Sarah Silverman and uh, Tom Brady, of course, um, all for um, Feeding America. Right, which is getting a lot of money because that's also where all the money went for all those live concerts that are popping up. Um, And you had said Tom Brady was the first one out in the poker game. Well, there were – I've read a couple different things. I think there were 50-some total who signed up at 10000 each as a buy-in. Um, and then there was some matching going on. So I know they raised over a million, just over a million for Feeding America. But Tom Brady went out with somewhere in the 40s. So he was pretty early on. Um, so his his prowess on the gridiron didn't uh, carry over. And you said a female professional poker player won it. Ebony Kenny won. Wow. Um, she is a professional, I think Canadian, but but I might not be right about that. Um, uh, she's pretty well known on the poker circuit and certainly cool. uh, was the uh, last one standing. Uh, second to last, Kevin Pollack. Do you know the actor, former comedian Kevin Pollack? I don't. He started in stand-up many years ago. Older guy now. Was one of the main characters in The Usual Suspects. One of oh. his first. Right. It was one of his first movies in the 90s. He's done a ton since then. Um, and most recently, he plays uh, one of the main characters in The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Oh, which is a great one. And um, he obviously is good at poker. And uh, let's keep with our uh, female theme here of her winning and go to the first female NCAA men's basketball coach. Tomorrow Moore is at... Masabi Range College um, and is going to be the head coach there. It's kind of a, it's not the most prowess college of a start, but at least she's gotten a start. Uh, yeah, I love it. Um, I, I cannot believe that this is the first female in men's college basketball. Um, happy for her. I, 
I I know she her career wasn't the longest in the WNBA, and she she played for a few different teams, but also well respected. And um, I know that uh, Masabi Range is pretty excited to have her. I yeah, will say, to get a professional women's basketball player at a community college per se. And, yeah, I mean, that's really something. And they could they compete what the National Junior College. Uh, association athletic association so not not high profile but i will say it is a bit annoying that in addition um to coaching the men's team she is also the school softball head coach oh no so and i say annoying just because well i'm not sure how many male basketball coaches out there also go coach another sport i could be wrong and i guess my thought is she starts there like maybe she thought okay if i start here and can be successful this is this is a start right this is how you get to be a coach of a major college team or um an nba team i mean you have to start somewhere i mean like becky hammond you know who's the pretty much the second assistant i mean the first assistant for the san antonio spurs jumped right. pretty much in to men's nba which is really something so i guess this woman is taking a different approach and hoping to maybe work her way up the ranks uh, i agree i like that she's doing it that i so i i don't want to be unclear i just wonder if there's the typical double standard that well we're going to have to get a little more work out of you here because you're not a man. Right. right. Um, and, and I could be off on that, but, but overall I'm pretty happy that this is happening. Pretty exciting. And hope that she does have success and, you know, blazes that trail through uh, men's collegiate basketball. That'd be pretty cool. Um, to do a pretty about face on topics, but a pretty funny topic. Um, Tom Brady has been one. He's in the headlines a lot. I mean, he's like playing poker. He's going to play in a golf tournament. I mean, he's like really in the he's in the limelight. Um, he's recently right in the limelight for the location of his house. As we know, he's renting Derek Jeter's house on the what is the ocean, I guess, or a bay in in, um, in St. Jetersburg. Yes. St. Jetersburg. And he's been um, actively complaining that he doesn't have as much privacy there as he did when he lived in Chestnut Hill in Massachusetts. Um, do you think people felt sorry for him? Um, I shared that. I'm guessing that it's pretty close to zero, the number of people who, who feel sorry for him. 30,000 square foot home, 30,000 square feet. Now his problem is it's it's waterfront so boats can get close to his private beach. Yeah, pull right up. <laughs> and yard. And I, I have to say yeah. <laughs> I, I don't feel sorry for him. And maybe he could have thought about that before yeah. agreeing to rent this thirty thousand square foot monstrosity. Um and sure. I, I don't begrudge him from r renting a house that he obviously can afford, but then don't turn around and say, oh, it's not so private. Yeah. Well, you're on the water, so people are going to get to you. And I, um, I, if I'm in the neighborhood, I'm coming by. I want to see. 
I'm going to check it out. Well, you know who probably won't is Terry Bradshaw, who recently said he's not the greatest quarterback of all time, but that's for another topic. Yeah, that is. Whoa. All right. We're getting heated here on Monday. Give us one extra day. Watch out. Um, out. All right. So moving on to the Major League Baseball's getting in on the eSport gaming that everyone is into, NBA 2K, which we talked about last week. Uh, where the NBA players are playing each other in the sport. Now, here's how it's going to, here are the rules for this. It's kind of interesting. Um, They're picking a subset of professional Major League Baseball teams, and each team gets one player to play, but they have to play as their team. So I know about this as a Texas Rangers fan, and Joey Gallo, who's our home run hitter, um, was picked, and he's playing to represent the Rangers, but he can only be the Texas Rangers and only use the lineup we have and use the pitchers we have. So he has to play his way through a virtual tournament against other players playing with their teams, which is kind of interesting. I kind of like that model a little better. I do like that. What Do you know when it starts? I don't. I don't. It's not. I mean, I haven't seen it um, advertised like it'll be on TV. It might be whenever it comes around, but it may be a little bit like maybe in a week or two. I mean, it's not immediate because um, I haven't seen them advertising it. Maybe it takes a second to get all the people organized or I'm not sure. But I love that he has to play with the Rangers. And what if the Rangers win it all? That would be <laughs> awesome. Well, I, th- I, I think it's great that so many athletes uh, we already know a lot of people at home during these lockdowns around the world are are online quite a bit, and many have found um, refuge in esports. But here we actually have these professionals who are doing some pretty fun stuff to entertain themselves. Yeah, they're, yeah. it's not the most entertaining thing to watch, I'll say. No. Uh, but I'm glad they're doing it, and at least gets people kind of watching some sort of sport. Um, Speaking of one of my favorite leagues, uh, the XFL is has shut its doors um, and stopped paying its employees. It stopped before it even started, which is heartbreaking. I was so excited about it. football um, during the time of no football uh, and was sad to see that it was gone. But as you know, it's not completely gone because it looks like a handful of players were picked up by the NFL. Yeah, it's true. There are actually several players um, were were picked up, and a few. I, I think we saw maybe the Steelers led uh, the NFL <laughs> in signing players, but I think the big name is PJ Walker, right? Yeah, and he's going to be the backup for Teddy Bridgewater with the Carolina Panthers, which is pretty. It's a pretty legit position. I I think this is so smart of the Panthers. Um, we know Bridgewater has, you know, was given a chance prior to the Saints. Um, didn't work out for him as far as being the uh, number one guy. Um, he certainly had a great season last year with the Saints. Um, has hit his getting a second chance now um, to be the starter. A bit of a payday for him. But if it doesn't work, I think a lot of people are going to be pretty interested to see P.J. Walker step in. Yeah, he's tiny. He's like he's like a Kyler Murray type player. Yeah, he would have been the MVP MVP in the XFL if the league had continued. Well, yeah, and he had a great college career with Temple. Um, right. I'm pretty sure he's still their all time. Uh, well, holds most records um, for for the Owls, but um, 
uh, you know, he, tr- he he got a shot or a couple of shots by the Colts, but really couldn't make it off their practice practice squad. Um, and then turned it around the XF- XFL. I really hope he makes it back to the XFL. And I have a question for you. Uh, is it done? Done? Do you think it's shuttered? That's how they act. That's how they acted with these articles I'm reading because I have a vested interest. I was just about to buy my first Dallas Renegade sweatshirt when I learned of this news and maybe now it would be a collector's item. Um, I don't know. I guess we'd have to see how everything else fares in the world to know if it's really going to come back, but it seems like it's really over from what I'm reading. Um, but I would like to make another plug of a player people need to watch for coming out of the XFL. Mm-hmm. The Dallas Renegades had a six, eight wide receiver who was unbelievable. Last name's Parham. P-A-R-H-A-M. He was picked up by the Chargers. And I feel like, watch out for this guy. He's a total threat in the red zone. Um, I'm sad the Cowboys didn't get him. But I think he's going to do do well. Um, 6'8 is pretty substantial. Wow. So let's keep an eye on him. Um, you've mentioned him you heard before to me. And, and I have not researched him. Um, but we'll see if he can help out the Chargers and their new offense. Yeah, and their new quarterback. Yeah. Yet to be seen. Mm -hmm. Um, In another attempt to get viewers on ESPN, um, they launched last night Horse, where players film themselves, I watched last night, from their backyard or some own personal gym depending on how much money you made in the NBA. Um, and they, they film themselves um, and they play a game of horse. It, I watched Trey Young play Chauncey Billups and then Tamika Catchings played a guy, Mike Connolly Jr. from the NBA. It was funny because her house was a normal house and he was in a gym <laughs> um, and they, she was cold and freezing and he's, you know, it was, it was a inequity in action, you know, Um so they played each other. Trey Young was lost. Um, and his goal looked like it was about seven feet high, by the way. Chauncey Billups was giving him trash for that, like he had lowered the goal. <laughs> um, but what the hard part about it is, it's not exciting. Um, they didn't pick a very exciting announcer to kind of connect them. And the like, like we've been seeing online, I don't know if you've noticed this, when people are on TV, it was re- it's really grainy. It's really hard to see really well. Um, like the camera work isn't as good. Oh, and you know, I couldn't watch it. Uh, be you know, living here in Belgium, so I didn't have access. So, but it makes complete sense. Kind of difficult to see. Yeah, and kind of difficult to follow because they took the rule that you can't dunk out because um, women are involved, which. I don't know. That's kind of an exciting part to me. So all they're doing is like shooting left-handed free throws for 45 minutes. And you, if you remember playing horse as a child, do you remember how long it takes <laughs> to get out? Yeah. That's why we switched to playing pig. Yeah. I think they should have gone with pig from the get go because I think it takes way to yeah, play, especially professionals. Yeah. Well, no one's missing. Right. They maybe have to miss on purpose because they're so tired of playing it, which is what I used to do if I had if I uh, if it went too long. Yeah. So I don't know. So keep an eye out, people. Check it out. It might be fun at the end, the final game or something. But uh, most people were on Twitter, uh, pretty much not into it. Got it. 
Um, you were going to share with us, Gary, about what's going on in the NFL free agency. So going into the draft, some teams are looking good. Oh, sure. Right. We're always interested in who who was smart in the offseason um, leading into the draft. Right. So then they have a as clear of an idea as they can um, as far as the holes they need to fill. Um, and Mike Clay of ESPN, uh, I, I was pretty interested to see he thinks that some of the top teams tampa bay of course um you and i have already talked about how we think they're poised to do some great things as long as that chemistry is good um indianapolis pittsburgh and dallas uh being teams that either through free agency or just through off-season um contract negotiations and extensions and signings that those teams look like a few of the better teams. He mentioned the Bengals too, as long as they get uh, Burrow, um, and, th- and yeah. that they've done some interesting things. Um, but I hadn't thought of of the Cowboys and the Steelers uh, as no. two teams that would get any kind of love in the off season. Cowboys maybe, but not this year. I mean, Cowboys generally, I should say. The Steelers never I've been upset the whole time. I'm surprised. I, I'm really surprised about the Cowboys. Just, I don't, I don't get that. Yeah, Cowboys, Steelers, oh. Bucks, Colts, Bengals are what Clay, th- are, are the teams he thinks are some of the teams to watch. Gave him high grades. Wow. And that's going into the draft. So if, if they make good draft moves, then at the end, I guess they do another kind of analysis, like, who did the best overall throughout all of the offseason. Right. But then we know that you can't grade somebody truly on the draft right after the draft, right? You need two or three years. Um, you know, we should sure. be grading now the, the draft from, from two and three years ago. Um, as we know that a lot of those guys don't work out or need developed further. So for me, I think it's a bit better to look at the team you have and what you did with it in the offseason, irrespective of the draft. Um, although the mm-hmm. draft is the, the thing that gets the big, right, uh, all the uh, publicity. You and I have already talked about it on a couple shows. That's true, and I can't wait for it. <laughs> so they've got me, hook, line, We and know. Why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, some horse racing, which is like one of the only things going on and one of the only things left for people to watch. You have a fun story. Well, uh, yes, I hadn't thought about horse racing. You, you and I haven't brought it up, right? When we were talking about sports that are, that might still be um, in operation and the U, UFC, right. Was the one that was trying to still make it work. Um and, and Dana White couldn't pull it off to keep it going. Soccer tried in Mexico, but we never thought about horse racing. And it came to my attention because a better in Florida put in a five cent, sorry, 50 cent bet um, and won just over half a million. Whoa, what kind of bet? He is that? picked the winner's. Of five races in a row. Whoa. 50 cent bet, five winners, got them in a row. $524,000 was 
That's unbelievable. His take, take home. I, I know, bro, it's takeaway, right? He, we know he'll have to pay taxes, but I, I can't think of a better return. No, I've never heard of one, but you think he thought, mm, gosh, I should have put $5. Right. Um, and uh, it's not the highest. I, I, I believe it's the third highest 50 cent bet in horse racing history. So I would take this one. I On a 50 cent bet, if I won $20, I'd be happy. Oh, very happy. Uh, so anyway, there we go. We have horse racing continuing. So watch out. We'll be talking about some horse racing. We're going to have to learn We're horse gonna, racing. Then yeah, we'll, talk we'll add it to the show. Not every week, I don't think, though. That's probably true. Um, so our final topic is um, a little hope, getting everyone hyped up about what could be the greatest October and November of everyone's sports lives. It's true. What sports could all think emerge of, around October? Right, and November? World Series, um, NCAA basketballs back. Uh, in session, the NFL, the NBA, the NHL, the Masters. Are you kidding? And <laughs> horse racing. Right. Don't forget it. Um, that's every sport anyone's ever cared about. I mean, that's really, if they all come back at once, whoa. Uh, it's true. And I know that those sports <laughs> overlap as it is in the fall, right? In, in Not the Masters. Right. Um. But this is different because everybody will have been without those sports um, with with probably no resolution to the NBA season, let's say. We don't know yet. But all of a sudden, you have all of these sports, all this candy on on TV at once. I, I think it'll be, uh, you know, if 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 we can get through this pandemic um, and, and keep the, the curve flattened, we know it's not going away in the fall of 2020. Uh, but I do think this, as you right. said, boy, talk about hope and and a lot of fun. I think there'll be a lot of giddy people. There will be. I might be one I of them. I think you will be. Sign me <laughs> up. Um, all right. So our final question, everyone play along with us at home. Um, I'm going to ask Gary Hank Stoller. I'm going to tell him five different NFL teams. When I say the NFL team, he has to tell me his favorite all-time player for that NFL franchise. Are you ready? I Gary? hope so. I'm a little nervous. What if I can't think of any? Go ahead. You will. First, the Philadelphia Eagles. Ooh, Eagles. Randall. No. No. <laughs> Tease. It's it's ah, uh, I like Donovan McNabb McNabb. Um I do. Great. I think he was gritty. You know, I know he went over the top on some of those commercials he did with, with mom. Um, but I, I think he gave that team some pretty good hope. It wasn't realized, but I always liked him. I like what he did on the field. I, I liked how he carried himself off the field. Um, I'd have to go Donovan McNabb. Of course, white being the all time sacks leader. Oof. All right. But I yep. can't have two. So next. Nope. Donovan McNabb, final. Chiefs, Kansas City Chiefs. Joe Montana. Mm, okay. Next, the New York Giants. Hmm. Boy, you got me on that one. 
Really? The Giants? Yeah. You can say pass. We'll come back. Cleveland Browns. Cleveland Browns, probably Brian Sipe, quarterback. Late 70s, early 80s, you know. Cardiac kids, the Cypher Bowl that never was. I like Sipe. Nice. Good throwback. Um, And your final one is a layup. The Pittsburgh Steelers. John... Stallworth, um, the 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 complimentary receiver to Lynn Swan, I would have to say is uh, I just liked him as a kid. I don't think he ever really got the uh, attention that Lynn Swan got, and he holds better records. Nice. Do you are you you want to go back to the Giants? Do you want to let it go? Uh, I have to. I'm gonna have to do a pass on it. I mean, you know, Saquon Barkley, but he's not been there long enough. You can pick Saquon. He's the. I love Saquon Barkley. Um, He's my. Do you? You know, I I I wasn't a Frank Gifford fan. I I, that's who I wanted to say when you gave me the first shot. Um, but uh, you know what? No, it's Strahan. I like Strahan. And he didn't. He should have. There we go. Come to the top of uh, my mind when you said it. So I'll I'll go st- straight hand. That's a good pick. You got a good five pick, and you got some real obscure picks, which I appreciate. For me, I don't know. All right, you ready? I'm ready. Seattle Seahawks. Well, thank you for asking, Fred Jackson, who some of you may know. I went to high school with played his final season with the Seattle Seahawks. And that year they went to the playoffs, which was the first time he'd ever gone to the playoffs. So Fred Jackson, Jackson. the running back. I know he holds a special place in your heart. Um, Minnesota Vikings. Minnesota Vikings. Wow. That's a great question. Cause I don't have a lot of old school love for them though. Chris Carter played for them, right? He was yeah, the he's the one I would have said. Yeah, he was great. Chris Carter, final answer. San Diego Chargers. Wow, the <laughs> San Diego Chargers. All right. Um, am I correct when I say that Christian Akoya played for them? Ooh, he was a chief. I know. But. And maybe a Charger. All right. If, if he wasn't ever on that team, let's go yeah, Junior yeah. Seau. Excellent choice. Um, final, final answer. Uh, let's go uh, team number four, Cincinnati Bengals. <laughs> I did this one with my nephew yesterday where we all said Andy Dalton. Who lives in Dallas? I did not did know, that? know that. Didn't know that. Um. I love their helmets. I mean, I wish I could just give it to the helmet. But I would go with, I like A.J. Green. I mean, he, by the way, I just want to say he got me my most fantasy points hmm. back in the day. So I'm going to just, I'm going to do a. A.J. Green, Green, you're not going with uh, Chris Collinsworth. Back in the I'm day. Not going with All right, Chris last one. We'll make this one. Well, I don't know if it'll be easy. Oh, no. It might be, might be difficult. It isn't easy. The. Dallas Cowboys. Man. And I can't say Greg the leg yet. (laughs) He hadn't even made the team. 
So uh, we'll have to wait on that. Um, favorite player ever on the Cowboys? I mean, I'm going to have to say Emmett Smith. He, of all the players, and I was a kid in the 90s when the Super Bowls were getting won and I was buying T-shirts. And of the three, Troy Aitman, Michael Irvin, and Emmett Smith, I always liked Emmett Smith the most. So Emmett. I'm going to. Yeah, I, I think uh, he's tough not to really like. Yeah, I agree. And I, I, my answer might change every five minutes if you ask me, but we're going to go Emmett Smith for this five minutes. Excellent. Fine choices. So, hey, that was great. A lot of sports talk for you guys on a Monday uh, when there are not many sports going on. No, but we try to bring that. During uh, COVID-19 times, we're still here. We'll, we're, we'll be here. Um, and we'll see you next Sunday for another day. Goodbye, everybody.